Welcome to another episode of Paranormal The New Normal. I am your host as always, Jeremy, here to try to put a little more normalcy into this world. But this episode, don't see that happening really, but I'm kind of excited about that prospect because I like things that are not normal. I'm not normal, so I love that aspect of this. And my guest this week, another Podmatch fine and Podmatch, not a sponsor, but you could be because you've never let me down yet. My guest this week is Hermes Oslander. And he also is a podcast host of the Scuttlebutt podcast, which I do love that name. I do love that name. Wasn't Scuttlebutt the Bigfoot ripoff on South Park? The ripoff on, on South Park? Wasn't Scuttlebutt like their Bigfoot? Uh, like, I, don't I don't know. I don't know, actually. Uh, <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Shows I, 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 you guys I watch. I think like in the first season when they went hunting with Jimbo, like that was their Bigfoot and he has like an actor for a leg. <laughs> like it was complete absurdity, but it's just, that's what that name made me think of right away. <laughs> but, and I like that word, just gotta, but it's yeah. just cool. It, it's fun to say. Exactly. Fun to say. exactly. <laughs> so Hermes, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for uh, the awesome intro, man. I think I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of the weird and the and the strange, and uh, yeah, I think this is gonna be a good time. It will be, I believe. But the first question I ask everybody on this show: What got you into the paranormal, supernatural, spiritual, whatever you want to call it? Um, so I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm that far into it. I I know of the definition of paranormal. I do a co-host though. Morpheus is big into mothman and bigfoot and aliens and all of the like i'd say i i don't know which which part of it that i um fall under but he's he's the one who cert certainly has opened my eyes a little bit to a lot of the paranormal stuff so i guess rookie or like cursory <laughs> into, uh -huh. into paranormal that answers the question it does it does which well i guess the way i'll start this interview off is where do you come from, Hermes? Where are you where are you heading from? I hail from uh, the Andromeda galaxy, I guess you'd say, in, in Sagittarius constellation. If we're looking at it from Earth, that's where I always have the. Uh, uh, that's the only information I have about it either. You know, similar to a lot of us, a lot of the humans on Earth. <laughs> it's uh it's you know, you know like your birth story, but you weren't there to to witness it. So you just sort of like continue repeating and perpetuating the same the same uh, story. Well I guess my follow-up question to that would be what so you're not of Earth, which obviously <laughs> and how did you come to that conclusion? Like were you told that by somebody growing up or like did you figure out when you got older? So if we're if we want to break the fourth wall here, <laughs> it's more than anything. It's just that feeling of um, of separation, I guess, that, you know, a lot of the weird and the wacky uh, tend to experience, I guess, growing up on Earth and being no stranger to it. It was uh, it was just sort sort of something that developed is like, well, I obviously couldn't have been made here. You know, that none, none of the technology checks out, none of the experiences check out for Earth. So how about, you know, it must have been from from uh, somewhere else. And and then as that 
continue growing and 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 uh like i said perpetuating breaking the fourth wall it turned into the character that is hermes oslander and then obviously natural progression from there was must be an alien uh where was the alien from and you gotta like i said you gotta continue perpetuating that story that you were that you were told so i sort of took a lot of what the parents told me and a lot of what the friends the few friends <laughs> that you have growing up to tell you yeah you kind of seem like this you kind of seem like that and i was like oh that that sounds kind of cool that sounds pretty good and i guess we'll we'll, we'll run with that it's working so far hopefully that yeah ain't. i I mean, I can't disagree with that. It's like, I always felt like I didn't belong on Earth either. I always felt like I was different from everybody else. So I 100% know where you're coming from on that. And I mean, the whole got to keep the, the storyline going kind of thing. I mean, I get that because that's, I mean, that's like Undertaker or Kane and wrestling. Like, they got to keep the story going. They got to keep it. Kane was burned alive. He's from the... Un Undertaker's from the unknown. <laughs> like, it's just you got to keep it going because it makes it makes life better. It just makes life better if they keep it going. Yeah, so, and it, yeah, it's it's what you know, and it's uh, also what people end up inevitably, you know, inevitably knowing about you. And so it's like, it's uh, it becomes part of your identity in a in a weird way. Kind of the thing that separated you and made you feel like you didn't have the identity becomes your identity kind of a thing so it's like taking the weakness and turning into a strength right exactly exactly so why do you think you're on earth then what do you think your purpose is i mean we're all trying to figure that out right there's the (laughs) it's the age-old question i mean i i like to think that uh you know, hopefully make some people laugh and, you know, have some interesting conversations, maybe write some of it down. I like to uh, do some artwork from time to time, um, create a podcast, you know. So thus far, as long as I'm not, uh, I think a better answer to it is as long as I know what I'm not here to do, right? And I think I've been better at answering that question slowly throughout the life. So I just figure out things that I'm not good at and I'm not interested in doing. And then we just sort of shorten the list until we find out what we are actually doing here. Exactly. I mean, it's the same as anybody else in the world. You just, we're all trying to figure out what our purpose is. And I think I found mine in podcasting, but I still, I'm sure there's other stuff I don't know about yet that I'm meant to do, (laughs) but only the, only the future could tell that, but you did mention your podcast scuttlebutt, which, so what is your podcast about kind of like, what do you guys talk about? Uh, a little bit of everything really uh it's uh the three of us there's one civilian theron he's our resident human and then there's uh morpheus and myself uh we are <laughs> he's the wild one i i would say and i'm sort of like <laughs> the guy that keeps it all glued together is is the best way i can describe the podcast but yeah it's a little bit of everything the name comes from you know the two of the two of us morpheus and myself being active duty military we kind of uh talk about some of the gossip aka scuttlebutt that's going on in our lives and in the militaries you know we we started it during the whole covid and you know 2020 like so many other podcasts started <laughs> and it was actually during uh, trump's first um impeachment uh i know it's crazy to say first impeachment but it was during his first impeachment we were just talking and bullshitting and uh we were told we weren't allowed to do that while while we were in uniform so hence the anonymity part while you're only talking to a hand right now uh, we keep it we keep it anonymous for that reason so that like servicemen and women can come on and vent and talk about whatever it is that they 
want to talk about that they're not technically allowed to talk about religion, sex, politics, all of the above. And so we cover a lot of topics. We have a lot of diverse guests and um, we kind of just go for the vibe of, you know, everything's everything's cool to talk about here. You're in a safe space. Let's just get a little drunk and <laughs> have a little fun. Which is always a good concept. I mean, I'm originally from a podcast called Bracket Bastards where we do the same thing, kind of. It's just those of us who drink, just we drink, we smoke, and we have fun. Like, it's just debating over your favorite movies or actors or anything, like or music or anything like that, and just having a good time is all that matters. Yeah. So, I mean... Whatever happens, happens, kind of thing. But we're we're amongst friends, is how we like to. That's our intro. There is just kick back, you know, pour your drink, and we're amongst friends. Exactly. And we've actually had people comment on our podcast on Apple saying it's just like being at a bar with your friends and debating things, like mm-hmm. so. Which is exactly what we're going for. So it works. I, I think I'm going to like it. I'm going to have to listen. <laughs> I'm going to download. Oh, it's. This. It's definitely good. We just recorded one today um, for sound, top th- top thirty two soundtracks, movie soundtracks. Nice. Okay. It was uh, it was a very good it was a very hilarious good episode. <laughs> I love talking about movies. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah, I could go for days on that. But so, any future plans for yourself or for the podcast? Like any expansion you guys want to do? Like into like certain topics, like only or. In a topic you haven't covered yet? Uh, no, I mean it's similar to similar to life and and you know the conversations. A lot of conversations we have kind of uh, stem from the idea of like a of watch. Uh, if you're you know when you're in, when you're in uniform, oftentimes you'll just be on a twenty four hour watch and you're just bored out of your mind. So of course you end up talking about random. You you go from cannibalism to your favorite movie. Like you you don't know how it exactly happened, but it does, and that's a lot of again how the show is so I, I don't know that there's there's a lot of topics we haven't covered yet we keep current events thrown in there as well but yeah we're we're certainly not looking to narrow it down um, but as far as expansion goes yeah we we love getting new guests on we love you know getting new stories on whether it's in a comedic beat or whether it's a you know some of the more serious stuff you know we often have some mental health advocates or you know mental health professionals on as it relates to the military you know, we've had um, a lot of authors on um, shout out to, you know, a couple of the previous guests, you know, I, I'd, I'd be listing off the last 170 episodes because, yeah, we just like to get to know people and get to understand, you know, somebody else's story, I guess. So luckily there's no shortage of that. So <laughs> expansion further than that is just maybe we'll talk to all 9 billion people <laughs> by the end of the show. <laughs> well, that'd be against Booker World Record right there. I will say that, but and but. I 100% get what you're saying. I do. I mean, that's why I love this podcast, too. I get to talk to people from all different walks of life, all different. I mean, it's all paranormally normally, but it's just all different walks of life. I've had authors. I've had investigators. I've had psychics, mediums. I mean, it's just it's all good people. I've had a lot of podcasters. Like, it's just it's all good people. And I can't say I've had one guest that I regret having on my show. I really can't. Like, it's just such a fun thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, as an outsider, such as myself, I'm kind of curious. What do you think about humanity and where we're headed? I mean, are we heading on a road to damnation, to being ruined, or are we maybe making a turnaround in a way? I absolutely think every that that humanity, life, 
everything, it's all doomed. I, I definitely, <laughs> if, if we're going to go with the nihilism that is at heart, that's definitely, if I'm going to be honest, where I would uh, lay my chips. But I think it's, um, I do think it's one of those things that is easy to to classify, like become pessimistic. It's, it's pretty easy to do that. Um, and because of that, I, I almost want to maintain hope and want to say, well, because it's so easy to be pessimistic, I kind of want to like buck the system there. So I want to, I want to, in my heart say no, because we know it's such a, like a dire situation, then uh, because we know that we can hopefully do something about it. And because we know, and because we can, we will. But again, in, if I was still, if I was a betting man, I would say <laughs> you're all fucked. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> Death always wins. Oh, it, uh, I mean, that's a true, very morbid, but true statement. And I mean, I agree. Death always does win at the end of the day, but how long that day is, is always the topic of choice. Or how you and make the day, right? Exactly. You can either do your bucket list or you can sit at home and just wait for the inevitable. So I would say get out there and do what you want to do in life and fuck everything else. Just do what you got to do in life so that when you, when that, pale rider finally comes for you you did what you wanted to do and you could say you know what i lived my life i'm done i'm good take me exactly yeah and and that's kind of the, also the hopeful part about it right is like we know because we know death is coming you know um we kind of like have the excuse to live well you know it's like we we because it's it's because it's right around the corner it's like well because i know it's not the corner just yet you know even though i don't know exactly when it's coming I, I'm going to make sure that <laughs> between now and then, between every step up to that corner before we round it is going to be a nice step, you know? Exactly. I mean, you can either live your life in denial or you can live your life to the fullest. <laughs> yeah. Which we try. We try. Yeah. That's all you can do. No. That's all you can do. Is, that's all you can do is try. That's all you can do. I mean, there's not much else you can do in this world. Yeah. That a good enough answer for you, <laughs> Jeremy. Are you? Are you? Did I? Did I? Uh, did I depress you sufficiently with that? Or hopefully? Oh, oh no, 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 no! I am the biggest realist you ever meet. I mean, I, I always look at things as reality. I don't try to butter myself up by saying, "Oh, I'm gonna live forever." Yeah, like no, <laughs> like my end's coming. I just hope it, I make it to like seventy or eighty, and I'll be happy. Like it, as long as my kids are fully grown and out of the house and living their own lives then I've done my job and I can move on. Kids. Ain't nobody. Plural. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I got a boy and a girl. So the girl, the girl is sometimes my co-host in this show at, oh, five, yeah? years old, at five years old. But, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I'm a realist and I never want to end this life saying I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Like, I don't want to go yet. Like, I I know I'm going eventually, so that's why I started podcasting. That's why I've done a lot of other things in my life. I try to become what I want in my career field because I life's short. Do we do what makes you happy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. I think we're gonna vibe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean and yes, uh, I think we're vibing. And Sorry. so cigar over here. <laughs> speaking of the government though, and humanity. I truly feel like we lost all privacy in this world with social media and whatnot. Like we have no privacy anymore. Our phones are listening to us. Our TVs are listening to us. Like we talk about a new show on TV and all of a sudden the next ad you see is 
oh, this is now on Disney Plus. This is now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And in your phone, like you're, you, you're talking with your wife in private about buying something for the kids. And the next day on Facebook, oh, what's this ad for? Oh, exactly what we were talking about like 12 hours ago. Yeah. That's not creepy. That's not creepy at all. So what do you think about privacy like in this world? Like, do you think it's kind of we're all losing our privacy or do you think we still have some semblance of it? Oh, the the only privacy I think that anybody really has and I feel that this is uh, not going to last similar to. So if you would have asked me or my parents this question, you know, 25 years ago, they would have said something along the lines similar to this, but it would have been in a different like technology context. Right. They would have said something like, no, privacy is dead. You know, all the newspapers can or all the phone books have you listed and all the newspapers can post your picture. You know, it's like privacy is dead. They didn't imagine, you know, Facebook or any of the other stuff. Right. And and so right now I would say we're in a similar in the, you know, the exact same situation and uh, have a similar response. It's like, yeah, privacy is completely dead. Like you said, we have the ads, we have the trackers, we have location, everything. It has eased things up, you know, with GPS and all of these things. So it's like, I think we're just dealing with the same old question, which is the only privacy that we ever really had was in our own thoughts, you know? And again, I don't know that that's going to last. I think that'll be the only, the very last like frontier. If Elon <laughs> has his way, the thoughts will, will be, um, will no longer be private as well. And then it'll be something like only our feelings are, are private or only our, 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 our gut, you know, our gut instinct is private, you know, and then that'll go. So I think, um, I think in, to, in terms of like today it is it is a little scary but at the same time it's um it's kind of like another just progression i think only because we have this perspective that we're you know i don't know how old you are but i'm guessing similar age as myself where we we saw pre-internet we saw pre a lot of these a lot of these uh privacy issues especially like government tracking and whatnot at least prior knowledge of it <laughs> prior I'm th- Mm-hmm. I'm 34. I'll throw it out there. I don't. I don't care what people know my age, but I'm 34. <laughs> no worries, no worries, man. Um, so, so you remember what it was like to to have the suspicion of like, oh, you know, there there might be like um, spies or like uh, microphones in the walls or something like that. Was the worst it could possibly get, right? And then when it was like confirmed, it was like, nope, it's every email, every text message, every phone call, you know. Yeah, and then you see even further from there, like you said, there's, you know, the ads and then there's the location tracking for GPS. There's all of these things, you know, there's the IP address for your computer and your phone and every device that you have on. Um, yeah, it's it's just like I said, I think it's just a progression and because we have that perspective to like compare it to when we were younger. It's one of those things where it's frustrating or it's you know noticeable. But I mean, so many kids, I mean, it's drinking age, the, the kids that are, are drinking age now were born after 9-11 <laughs> so it's like their concept of anything is 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 crazy you know it, it, they don't really have the same concept of perspective that we do but they'll have the concept of maybe thoughts you know and then when their kids or grandkids are are you know um figuring it out and have lost that uh <laughs> lost that bit of privacy maybe we'll have something else to um a new perspective to compare to so exactly exactly i agree that's we have a yo, I see. Yes, I'm trying to figure out who it's just from, a but it's, <laughs> pe- pe- people don't realize that you have to go to facebook.com slash StreamYard to uh, have your name show up when you post on StreamYard. <laughs> so, or, or I'm sorry, StreamYard.com slash Facebook, if I said it backwards, I don't say what number I said, but 
It's StreamYard.com slash Facebook. If you go there and get the permission, you could have your name pop up instead of a Facebook user because I've had 20 different Facebook users in one video before. So <laughs> it, it gets a little weird when you watch the replay. It's like, oop. Well, see, we're talking about privacy. That's probably just our uh, FBI or NSA uh, agent right there. So he's doing that intentionally just to mess with us. <laughs> Very possible. Very possible. I agree with that 100%. And I mean, yeah. And like you said, I I went from being able to go home to my house every day after school as a kid. And nobody, my, nobody but my parents knew what I did in my house. Nobody. I mean, if I was outside, then yeah, people saw me. But if I was inside my house, no one knew what I did. But besides my parents, maybe even if they, if them, because I would just do what I want to do. I mean, most of it was just watching TV for twelve hours straight. But it was what I wanted to do, and I did it. Like, yeah. but then once the internet started, like people slowly and slowly were able to tell like more about you. And MySpace and Facebook just completely took it to another level, yeah. and that kicked off every other social media app nowadays. And it's just. I liked MySpace when it first started, and I liked Facebook when it first started. But now, I mean, I still like Facebook to some degree, but I just hate half the people on it. Like, yeah, I, I finally got off Facebook in you know the last year or so, and ending, I hadn't been using it for years. It was the ultimate decision because uh, yeah. it was yeah, it's it was one of those. But that's the thing about social media that that goes to that outsider perspective, I guess, for myself, is I was never big into it. I always seemed to be one one or two steps behind. I remember when MySpace came out, and my parents are very old school. They're both military as well, so they were very old school. You know, we weren't allowed, <laughs> like, computer access. We didn't have phones and stuff for most of, like, my childhood, despite being, you know, able to have that. My peers had it and whatnot, so I knew it existed. I just didn't have it. Um, looking back on it, good job, parents, <laughs> but... It was uh, it was one of those things where MySpace came out, everybody was on it and everybody's talking about it. And they were talking about like, oh, yeah, you know, so, you know, classmate so and so is, you know, doing this and talking about that and like uh, doing the color changing in the music and sharing and all that. And and I was like just missing that understanding of like why that matters. Like you could just tell me that you like that music now on the playground. Yeah. <laughs> so I missed all of that. And then as soon as I made an account and was you know i was like my i was in a teenage year time frame um facebook had taken over so like i had just gotten on myspace and then i realized like myspace was a was dead nobody was even on myspace anymore so i was like wow i don't i, I don't like social media at all <laughs> right out of the gate i was like this is dumb i don't really like this so i miss i mean brother. Yeah. all right well here's the thing i got a story for you about myspace it's gonna blow your mind <laughs> so MySpace came out when I was in high school and my senior year of high school, you know how on MySpace, you, well, I don't know if you do know, but on MySpace, you could have your top eight friends and they were displayed on your page. Hmm. And it was always a big thing back then. Like, Oh, who's your top eight? Like, who's your top eight friends? Hmm. And like, there would be competitions with like girls and shit where like, they'd be like fighting over who's uh, gets to be on who's top eight. But basically my story revolves around my friend, Paul, and he was my top eight. Cause we were, pretty good friends we were in a couple class one class together at least and we would talk to each other like in the halls and not and we'd see each other other things so we were friends and all of a sudden one day i mean he was also he had like these beliefs like that were like almost white supremacist style <laughs> but so he put us there's a whole thing going on in our high school with this nazi from new jersey called hal turner this neo-nazi and basically Hal Turner was going to come up and protest our school because two two white kids I knew 
got the literally the shit kicked out of them like on in front of our school because you're allowed to go out to lunch off campus mm-hmm. so they got the shit kicked out of them like in front of our school like one of them got like a broken eye socket because he got thrown on top of tr- truck hood and everything but it was a rough fight and i mean i wasn't involved i, didn't, I wasn't there but i heard everybody heard about it and they were they're from our neighborhood so we all heard about it in detail Okay. And basically, how Turner, how Turner called the one kid's mom, and she didn't know she was live on a radio show, which Hal Turner did. I don't know if Hal Turner's still a thing. He might still be doing a radio show. I don't know. I haven't looked into it in like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked into it in like fifteen years. <laughs> but I mean, he, she, basically, he basically got her on radio calling like the two kids who be my friends. Well, not my friends, but my neighbors. And of course, my neighbors were white, and the kids that beat him up were African American. Gotcha. Because we went to school in a city, basically Kingston, New York. For those who don't know, hmm. and she got she basically got caught on camera calling them orangutans and everything else, like stuff you should never say. But she was very emotional and not all there in the head to begin with. So <laughs> she called she called them a bunch of stuff she shouldn't have called them. And Hal Turner turned into a radio show, like a, basically a podcast back then. And he and it just it spread. And he he came up to our school one Saturday to protest our school because our school didn't do anything to like reprimand the students who did it, who beat the crap out of the other students. Hmm. So my friend, Paul being the idiot, he was put his, uh, his main picture on his MySpace as a SWAT sticker, hmm. a SWAT sticker. And when, when you have a top eight on face on MySpace back then, their profile pictures would show in that top eight. So I got in trouble for some other bullshit, like nothing even that close to that. And I got called in the principal's office and she had my entire MySpace, like all, I don't know, like 30, 40 pages of it printed out <laughs> and circled with highlighter was Paul's profile picture. And she's like, why is this on your page? I'm like, do you see the name of that? It says Paul, blah, blah, blah. Like, does that look like that's not my name? Is it? They, she was older, of course. So she didn't understand how MySpace worked. Yeah, yeah. So I got suspended from school. Because of a picture someone else put on the internet. <laughs> and put in school counseling because of it. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but if some if someone I mean, and me and Paul were on Rocky terms after this, because I was pretty fucking pissed. But and I even told his parents a story when I ran into them like years later, like with him and like we were cool then, but like I I told them the story like in joking almost and like there's like, so why was in your top eight? I'm like you're not gonna yell your kid putting a swat sticker as his picture. Like that's the message here. Not that he was in my top eight, but <laughs> whatever you say, whatever you say. But I mean, it's just, and that's where privacy died right there for me is when the school is gonna print out your MySpace when they have no record, no recollection or no idea of how MySpace works, and they're gonna try to hate you for things that you didn't even put up. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, and that right there, getting blamed for something you didn't do makes you hate humanity even more. It really does. For years, I was very bitter about the whole thing for years. And it took me until after college to finally calm down and realize, like, all right, I got to let this go finally. Otherwise, I'm just not going to heal ever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my privacy story because that was just <laughs> insane. Insane. You're my senior year of high school. And, it, and it, I mean, it does go to show you, though, that progression of, of, uh, like technology and society and the two of them not quite being on par with each other. You know, this principal not even understanding what she's referring to here and what she's looking at to 
reprimand, like thinking that she's trying to reprimand someone for, you know, um, I would say arguably a good reason, right? It, at least in her head, right? But just mm -hmm. not so, so like society trying to respond to something that they think like is a good cause, but not even understanding what they're looking at to begin with is, uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a, it's a sign of the times and it's gotten so much worse as technology now, you know? Oh, it has. I couldn't imagine being in school nowadays. I couldn't imagine mm. in this world where people care about what they post on Facebook because their jobs, they can't do certain things because on Facebook because their jobs, like they can't say what they want to say. Because oh, if my job sees this, I'll lose my job. Like it shouldn't make a difference what you do in your social media to your job, unless you are the president of the United States. And even then, it shouldn't matter. Like Trump got so much more shit for his social media than he ever should have. It's his right to have opinions. Absolutely, I completely agreed. And and when they removed him, we voiced it on our on our shows. Like, no, that's not how you. That's never how you fix a problem when you silence even even if you disagree with it, like that's all the more reason not to silence it. Cause then it becomes martyrs and it only gets, exactly. but I, I do, I mean, people have the right to view somebody else's opinions that they post and, you know, see that opinion negatively or, or, you know, have a certain feeling about it. Right. I mean, that's their right as well. So I don't know that it's like, you sh it's not like a lack of accountability. I just think it's, it is um it's one of those like rights and privileges like if you abuse a right that you have then you're no longer privileged with the positive aspects of it you know because if you're using social media like we have right like you and i never would have met each other we've there's a exactly. social side out there we've linked up from it we're now having a conversation and it's awesome you know you post uh your your artwork on on instagram or something and you get you know a commission job out of it you know great that's that's what it's like a you know an online portfolio that's how i use mine so it's like if you use it and you're not abusing it you get a lot of positive things from it on the flip side of it if you have a swastika as your <laughs> as your profile picture people might you know shockingly respond to that in a negative way so it's like i don't know it's like cause and effect and i think social media highlights a lot more of those causes and effects but it also can highlight some of the negative aspects of society and humanity as well you know like the mob mentality the whole cancel culture aspect of it the the you know the ganging up the bullying the team you know like there's a lot of that aspect of it where it's like oh gosh <laughs> that's not i mean it was for oh you said the two words i hate the most in the world cancel culture yeah <laughs> hey, cancel culture <sighs> i mean come on i understand like yeah, you want to cancel Bill Cosby after what he did. Okay, I can respect that. I can understand that. He did a lot of messed up shit for years. But, I mean, you want to cancel the people for the stupidest reasons ever. Like, it's just, uh, I can't even think of a good example because I try to blur my head because I get so pissed about all of it. I mean, I mean, it's like, well, go back to the 90s even. Pee Wee Herman <laughs> got canceled for going to an, an adult movie theater. and doing what people do in adult movie theaters not for he wasn't watching lion king in a movie theater freaking doing that he was in an adult movie theater right. like so i mean there shouldn't be anybody underage in there anyway there shouldn't be there probably was but there shouldn't be because that's just the way life goes but but see i mean that's the, it, close to the same thing with uh like bill clinton even you know it's like uh, so he got a blowjob i mean it's, it's like the it's that's part of society again that's like highlighting the negative aspects like we have this weird obsession with 
imposing morality or posing our views on and so it's like as a country it's like oh we lost faith in the president it's like because he got a fucking blowjob same thing with Pee Wee herman it's like oh well he's a child entertainer so he shouldn't be human you know he shouldn't be having <laughs> masturbatory urges it's like what what are you talking about <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous. But, but that's again one of those like and i think it's kind of good in a way now that we see a lot more of that especially like the youth sees a lot of that because a lot of the youth and you maybe it's gone too far in one direction if that's like you know if you're like on the conservative side of the aisle you know maybe it's gone too far that's an opinion that's a discussion we can debate but it's like the youth growing up now has access to see so many opinions and so so uh, diverse uh, of of like how diverse rather the world is and so a lot of those like societal morality police bullshit i mean i don't know if you if you saw what's going on over in Iran, but it's like there there's a, there's this like leveling out. I want to say it seems like, hopefully it is. That's again, the hopeful romantic in me. It seems like there's like this leveling out as all of this access to information hits all of these places that otherwise would have been isolated and stayed that way in that mentality. You know, it would have been the end of the world for the president to get a blowjob, but now it's like, I mean, Trump, <laughs> he could have got away with it. You know, or Biden even could get away with it if he really wanted to. So, I feel like the standard has hopefully leveled out and shifted in a positive direction as, as, as that information gets more and more accessible, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Bill Clinton, one of the presidents who had the biggest economic growth of that time for like, he's like the only one out like five or six presidents that had economic growth. And that one little thing made him like a laughing stock in the American culture. And it made him like, Every show hit on it for a long time, and they still do to some degree. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, but I think I think the American Crime Story uh, inauguration season that just happened kind of gave him some more better ground, but still, because it showed how obsessed uh, Monica Lewinsky was with him. But I mean, I feel like the guy was probably a creep. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> we already he was elected president, and if the only thing you have on him again is whether he's creep or not, had um. <laughs> had an active sexual lifestyle and he was actively engaging in that with consenting adults i mean you can't again go go away morality police <laughs> so as i mean getting my opinion here i voice some of those sometimes <laughs> yeah i agree i mean it's just it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and just it i can't stand like it's society today with cancer culture just i hate it yeah. i hate it i can't I, I mean, look at Johnny Depp. That's that's what I'm trying to think of. Johnny Depp. He almost got canceled because Amber Heard wanted to make up a bunch of lies about him. I mean, luckily the court saw the right case, but I mean, and they decided to go the right way with it. But I mean, but <sighs> if that didn't come out, you know, imagine it. I mean, because there was a it was such a that was such a weird thing. Uh, a buddy of mine had been talking about. um uh, a recent case in the military and the military takes that very seriously if it's like a lower enlisted and i was like and it turned out that the female was lying in that you know in a similar yeah. sense to heard and it became i was like what if that what if that didn't you know what if that didn't come out that she wasn't that she was lying you know like that could that would ruin his career he could have been kicked out of the military never would have been able to get a job not a good one like that could have completely fun and with Johnny Depp, like millions of dollars and we was, you know, defamed and it's like, 
if that didn't have how many how many times is that really happening because of again that like mob mentality of, of the you know cancel culture like and I, I i agree i hate the term i hate the fact that it's so constantly in discussions and in, it pops up in conversation so much but it is one of those things where it's like how can you it's just so so weird and i it, it confusing to me that that's something that continues to happen today again all this access to information and yet we still <laughs> lump together into a mob and and want to burn the first witch we can find you know exactly i mean on, on a show i actually was a uh, part of for a while called tba it was like a current news current news like hot topic show and we did an episode on giant depp and amber heard trial it was actually our first episode and we actually had our top five uh people who were canceled and shouldn't have been and, the, and like yeah. Sarah Silverman, Dave Chappelle, like just a couple I can think off the top of my head, but like it's just bullshit. It's bullshit. I mean, yeah. people shouldn't be people. People should be allowed to have their own opinions. They should be allowed to have their own lives, and they should be allowed to say something wrong once in a while because they're human. Humans are going to say something wrong every once in a while that they shouldn't say. We all have emotions, and sometimes they get a little too. I mean, they get a little too overbearing. I mean, look at Michael Richards. He slipped up and when people were heckling him and said one wrong topic <laughs> and canceled before cancel culture was a thing even. Yeah. I mean, I, it, so, I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree in like making mistakes and, but I don't, I don't, you know, that's why we're individuals and not society. It's, it's why we're outsiders often is because we fucked the trend a little bit there. Exactly. I mean, and you kind of, you kind of dug into this a little bit already. This next question I'm going to ask and, we kind of mentioned it multiple times, actually, but let's transfer this over to the military. Like, like let's talk about let's talk about like how military members, which I've I've known military members. I've had some in my not my family, but my family's dated some, and I've known them as friends. And they all say like you're watched like a hawk in there, and everything you say or do is judged. Yeah, and since you're military, I want to get your opinion on that. Oh, it's, it's absolutely. I mean, again, it's why the podcast has to stay anonymous. It's why you can't see my face. <laughs> it's why we take efforts, uh, you know, as strong as efforts as we can to to maintain the privacy that that we, you know, the very small amount of privacy we do have. So um, it, it and it goes to that idea of uh, of like that societal and morality police like expectation is uh, in, you know, the military has a very specific like you know, set image and you cannot ever, <laughs> even if it does happen, cause it does, you know, with higher up, you know, or the top brass of the military. But the idea is you can't tarnish that image. Like we have to maintain that image. And there's a saying in the military that uh, perception is everything. And a big part of what, you know, how that's implemented or what that means is, is uh, just because somebody, or just because something isn't true about you, if somebody else has the idea that it is true, then boom, it, it's reality. So somebody, you know, which is why it's so important not to be lying about like sexual assault or something. But it's like if somebody thinks you're a, a sexual assault assailant, rather, um, that's going to perpetuate whether, it, you know, whether it's your eval, you know, which will help you either make more money or less money or stay in the military, get out of the military. Or if you are known as someone who you know is lazy or something uh, there's just there are images that you have to maintain in the military and some of it's good i i i'm not going to say that all of it's bad but when it comes to things like 
politics, religion, sexuality, things like that, there is a, you know, there's a very clear black and white, you know, you cannot talk about these things in uniform. You can't associate them, the military with these things, you know, um, yeah. opinions are your opinions, but they have to stay your opinions quietly in your own home kind of a thing. So, um, I mean, our show disagrees with that, but also understands why it exists because not everybody will sit down, articulate their thoughts, go through a process and explain and debate in a very cordial, you know, cordial manner. Um, their disagreements most people and a lot of people um even in the military will get heated will get emotional they'll it'll tarnish the image they have of you then you can't work with them and then you know there's some friction in the workplace and then somebody gets shot downrange because you know somebody you know so and so had a you know a grudge against somebody else you know so it's like i understand and we've talked about this that we understand why but keeping it anonymous yeah we can we'll, we'll fucking let it all out so do we dis- i mean Yes. Do it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. That's all I'm going to say. Like, you, uh, I mean, it is. And yes, there are certain things that military members should be held accountable for. I mean, you can't let a member of the military just go, like, punish her and just start killing people left and right, civilians and whatnot, because they think they deserve it. Like, that, that type of stuff, I agree with. But a military member, when they're not on active duty, when they're just sitting in their hometown at a bar or something, should be able to say anything they freaking want and not have to worry about it going back to their superiors. Well, just like you said, though, I mean, even posts and stuff on social media, a civilian, military, otherwise can go back to your employer and, you know, can tarnish your image there at that at that employment, whether it should or shouldn't. Again, I, I think we you and I are on the other side of the fence where we think it shouldn't. But fact of the matter is, it still does, you know, and the military is just kind of like turned up to an 11 kind of a thing you know unfortunately yeah they have and i mean i mean it's a whole thing and i i never wanted to join the military that was never ever 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 something i even considered doing because it's just like and of course because i was i would have been joining like 2006 7 so it would have been like yeah not a good time to join up (laughs) but (laughs) so i I mean i i i understand again what the um you know, the reservation too for a lot of people. And this is something we've talked about pretty frequently recently as well as the military continues to kind of fuck up in a lot of ways, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, and, you know, it's like just because I do enjoy being in the military doesn't mean that I should turn a blind eye if the military is doing something wrong. Like we need to still be accountable kind of a thing. But um, I, I definitely understand the reservation in 06 and today, especially if the military continues like fucking up in the way it is. I understand that there's going to be more and more reservation. I mean, recruiting numbers are at an all time low for a reason. And it's because more people are realizing like, Hmm, it's not even providing three hots and a cot anymore. Maybe I don't really want to be in the military. It's not providing its side of the bargain necessarily, but that's neither here nor there. That's, that's, that's a rabbit hole in itself that (laughs) isn't paranormal related at all. (laughs) No, it isn't. But I mean, my actually, I don't mind doing like a, for lack of a better word, a normal episode every once in a while. It doesn't all have to be about <laughs> Bigfoot and aliens. It can be about things in our world that are paranormal in nature is because they exist. I love, I, but this is thing. I, I love it. I love the paranormal conversations. And again, my co-host Morbius, if he was on with us, he could tell you all about Mothman. And, and he just recently got off a deployment 
And he was like, yeah, there was some stuff and people were reporting this and that. But I was never he was so upset. He's like, all I want to do is see a UFO or something crazy. He's like, and every fucking time it happened, hopefully I can curse <laughs> every time, uh, uh, you know, I hear about it happening. Of course, I was either on watch or I was asleep or I was under, you know, inside the ship and I never got to see it. And no, never got to see it. But uh, yeah, those are always the fun ones, especially as it relates to, again, ufos and and extraterrestrials um we could we could go down that rabbit hole all night long well actually we may because i mean i do like to throw a little paranormal at the end of my normal episodes just for my listeners so they <laughs> don't feel disappointed that i didn't talk about something creepy but <laughs> but let's let's kind of jump on that alien ship there for a second mm-hmm. i want to since you are from the andromeda galaxy i'm actually curious do you think aliens travel through space or do they travel through dimensions? I think there is both. I think just like there are a lot of different ways to travel on Earth, there you know, are many ways to travel through space, time, and the, the like. Especially humanity, humans as a species being pretty restricted in, you know, your uh, their ability to uh, perceive, I say, you know, I'll say, you know, you can perceive only a certain amount it's pretty limited in sight, pretty limited in sound, pretty limited in most of your senses. It's like it only makes sense to me. And again, uh, I've, we've had this conversation a couple of times where it's like the mantis shrimp, you know, has like uh, nine extra receptors, you know, outside of what, you know, outside of the visual spectrum that humans experience. So it's like the world that exists all around us, we just don't have access to because we can't perceive it is, is, is not any less real the mantis shrimp you know experiences that every second of its life so it's like are there a lot of things that we can't understand at this point <laughs> and that humans can't understand absolutely absolutely yeah and i mean i see i've seen ufos and i mean it was only once and it was a cluster of them that looked like stars just moving faster than the human eye would ever see a star so obviously obviously it's not a star and this was down the Bridgewater Triangle area of Massachusetts, so I 100% believe I saw what I saw. Because Bridgewater Triangle is all kinds of whew, fucked up shit. But and this this episode's already gonna be explicit, marked on uh, anchor, so I'm, I'm not worried about cursing at it. We're on here, all right. There's there's gonna be some sailor tongue, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. I this show is more for adults than kids anyway. I have some episodes that are aimed towards kids, but. There's only like two of those, so it's all good. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, every single one of ours, I it's it's already predetermined is explicit. There's never been a, when we started, I was like, there's not a chance in hell that this could ever become clean. The amount of I couldn't even edit it to become clean. There's just not a no way I wouldn't have a podcast if we were going to do it clean. So I'm glad I'm amongst and, exactly. And I like to freeform my episode, so I don't like to edit it at all unless I have to. Yeah. The only time I, the only time I usually edit is if someone loses signal and drops out for a little bit or i and i make i make sure the beginning matches up but other than that i don't care like it's not getting edited at all unless i feel like there's something that really needs to get taken out but that never happens yeah. on this show i happened on another show where i had to take a couple things out but <laughs> some some of those are my own slips saying things i shouldn't have said on a podcast and so yeah <laughs> i got a mouth of a sailor too and i ain't never been a sailor in my life so <laughs> you'd fit right in i'll tell you that jeremy you'd fit right in man <laughs> Oh, I'm sure, but I ain't doing no damn mop in the deck. I'm good on that. Oh, uh, I feel you. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so, being a military man, 
do you believe i mean we know the government knows about aliens because they admit they know about ufos and there's been stories about it going back for almost 100 years at this point mm. but do you think the government knows about bigfoot mm. okay so i let me let me do this in real time i i will say first and foremost i didn't think or consider it as a question i never until you just asked it i wouldn't have ever considered that to, so let me do this in real time uh prime uh prehistoric prime okay actually yeah that's a better question so that i'm understanding the question is uh are we referring to sasquatch pacific northwest are we referring to uh worldwide phenomenon of bigfoot regardless of name are we, you know, what exactly are we referring to here oh well one, it, we're 100% regarding to a worldwide phenomenon because there are Bigfoots in every country with different names, which just solidifies the proof that they exist. But we also are talking about the fact that there have been stories of during a forest fire, a Bigfoot comes out of the woods all burnt and scarred up and an ambulance comes and actually takes him or takes it, I should say. And they check its met, uh, vials and everything. And then all of a sudden, those ambulance drivers are never heard from again. And the common belief is that a military vehicle just kind of swung out in front of them like in a movie and just said, nope, we're taking this one with us. Hmm. So, yeah. so interesting. To, it's an interesting concept, I'll say. Personally, I haven't, again, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole as it relates to, like, um, the, <laughs> I don't know, the, like that side of uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the term, but that side of the paranormal of of um, Mothman, Bigfoot, um, like it's zoo, 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 something, right? Um, yeah, sorry, what? it's like zoo. It's not, it's not zoo. My buddy Morpheus is going into zoology, but it's uh, like, zoology. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, there, I know there is a term for it. It's like the paranormal version of zoology, right? It's like cryptids, zoo, cryptids. Oh, cryptozoology, yeah. Is that what it is? Okay, there we go. Crypt I knew I, cryptozoology, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was going to get something. But um, yeah, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole, so I can't say that I have strong beliefs one way or the other. I will say I am a very, um, uh, my background is in the sciences, uh, biology specifically. I don't know that i have a whole large amount of confidence in the fact that there might be uh, a species like that and incidences like that at this point to where we wouldn't have had concrete proof or, uh, of it that being said i you know we find species in the ocean every every day every year so it's like i don't i mean I, I I reserve I reserve like opinion or, or judgment until I follow the rabbit hole and actually get to explore it more. But as far as military is concerned, are they notorious for lying and covering shit up? Absolutely. <laughs> as far I mean, government as a whole. Um, and are there probably, you know, like divisions and sects of the military, you know, that fall under like the the black umbrella, you know, for for black projects? Uh, yes. <laughs> is that one of them? Again, I, I haven't, I well, have experience with it. I don't know, but the, it, the men in black have been existing for about a hundred years as well. So that's one that I, I, I mean, men in black is all, I, I love that. Uh, I love that narrative too. I would love to meet one and then forget about it, I guess. <laughs> oh, you don't want to meet one. Cause it's not like the Will Smith, the great Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones movies. You don't oh. just forget about it. 
Literally. you're never seen again. You're never seen again. They really want to get rid of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the that that one there's there are certain again a blanket term here. Like, are we going to call them conspiracies or are we going to call them paranormal or are we going to whatever the blanket term is for um you know like mysteries or you know things like that. I always uh, UFOs, Men in Black, all of those always get me going every time. <laughs> same, same. I mean, and they're not even called Men in Black anymore. There's a I was trying to remember this on a show the other day. They're called something different now because men wearing black suits is no longer conspicuous like it was back in the 30s to 50s to 70s. Yeah, like that a little bit more now. <laughs> now, from what I've been told and what I heard on podcasts. They tend to wear like Hawaiian shirts and khaki shorts. Like they try, they look, they look, they look like a suburban dad. That was to say they look like my dad. <laughs> my dad's in the men in black. <laughs> no, but that's how they blend in now. They look like a suburban dad just driving a, driving a sedan. That's all they look like now. There's no black cars. There's no men in suits and top hats, like or hats, whatever you want to call them. The gangster hats from like the mafia movies, but there's none of that. Like now it's just khaki wearing hawaiian shirt wearing men who you would never think anything different if you saw drive your driveway then oh maybe it's one of my dad's friends like you you wouldn't know that's the point now i'm gonna look twice <laughs> but i mean for now <laughs> but that's i mean i truly believe that the government knows bigfoot exists because there is the olymp there's the olympic project in the northwest which is outside of washington and it's closed off and you have to have special permission to go into that land mm-hmm. from the people who run it who are run by the government well, then why why the secret like what about what what does bigfoot contain that you know that needs to be kept a secret you know like i can understand um i can understand area 51 and ufos be being something that would challenge a lot of like the dogma around either religion or whether it's as a sciences again, like my background could have been null and void if there are interdimensional <laughs> space travelers that are coming and going, or or you know dimension travelers or you know the or psychics or you know there. So so what's what's the big what's the thing with Bigfoot that would that would cause that to be like an agenda for them or or a goal? Well, it's the same as if they like, they released the alien UFO release like during COVID. Because they know they can release it at this point, and people, it's supposed to be a distraction from COVID, but nothing's distracting people from COVID. So, mm-hmm. COVID distracts people from UFOs. So, they try to create a distraction and they just do it, and they end up creating them for themselves something they can release and still have a distraction for. See, I think, so, I don't know. I think it was smart about that. I don't, I think that, I think that whole UFO release uh, was was actually like a, a a good chess move to be honest with you. I think it was a distraction away oh. from the fact that it's not UFOs. Like it, by saying it's UFOs, by saying it's something not from this earth or things like that. Again, I could be you know corrected late as time goes on, but it's I do believe it was more of well if we say something like this that's crazy and and abnormal and and will confuse rather than confirm uh then it ensures similar to like when they were doing the what, the B two bomber or whatever it was. Um, uh, and it's not a bomber. What what was that plane that they were that they were uh, testing in Area fifty one? They had to like divert so that those secrets weren't going to the Russians or the Chinese or anybody else. You know, they had to like tell the population. No, it was like weather balloons and UFOs and stuff because 
that continues a conversation that is far away from you know a secret black project you know and i do i i think that's kind of what is happening right now with it i think there's just a lot of black projects some of which may have been caught on camera and therefore they need a a better excuse that confuses and distracts rather than confirms you know well let me put it this way the reason that the government will not exist that bigfoot exists which there's been talk of bigfoots same as aliens since native american times since native every every country's native peoples mm-hmm. thousands of years ago and back to cavemen there's same as there's drawings of ufos in caves from cavemen ten thousand years ago whatever it was mm-hmm. there still are drawing there's drawings also of big hairy men and native americans used to either avoid bigfoot they consider them another tribe they would avoid the tribe or some of them traded with it they're, they're, I forget why I always forget what nation it is, but the one nation even said like these big hairy men would come down from the mountains and we would trade with them, and then they'd go back up to where they live and we'd stay where we live, and we just didn't we didn't fight each other. We just would trade and move on with our day mm. because cool. they live with nature. They thought nothing of it. Okay. And the agenda then for covering that up is that it doesn't match the history that we'd like to. Well, one, I mean. Uh... I mean, the, the main reason they're gonna, not going to say anything about it is because they don't want to cause hysteria. Because if they say, oh, there's big wooden Sasquatch out there in the woods, you're going to get thousands and thousands of people going out there with guns trying to shoot it. Because it's America, and so? Americans love their guns. I mean, I love my guns, absolutely. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I am not a gun lover. I'm not a gun owner or a lover. I don't. Guns do nothing for me. I mean, I can hold a gun, and I ain't getting hard over it. Like, it's just a gun like i shot them yeah. my brother had a AR, my brother had an ak-47 for a while and like i'd go to the shooting range with them and shoot it off and whatnot it's fun but i see no besides self-protection if you live in a bad neighborhood or something i see no point in owning a gun i mean that i think that's very logical i think that's and and <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to say that getting rock hard over your over your <laughs> over your gun is probably a good sign but i mean whatever i've met i've met those people i've met those people but no i mean at the end of the day i i don't know like i said i love my guns and and i i I enjoy um i enjoy going to the range i enjoy being accurate with them i enjoy you know knowing what i have and and knowing i don't know knowing that i have that right but i'm not gonna run out if they were to confirm that bigfoot existed and (laughs) go looking to shoot him (laughs) you know well, you might not, but there are plenty of trigger happy people down south, especially that would. I hear what you're saying. My wife's from Texas, all right? <laughs> She'd be the first mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Joke. But I mean, no, yeah, but there are there are already there already are people that go out there and say I want to kill a Sasquatch. So then how, just to prove, how just to prove they exist? How is it hidden then? Is there less of them now? Yes, because of the because there's a lot of people out there that just say, "Oh, it doesn't exist. People are just crazy." But if the government confirmed it existed, you better believe there'd be a massive manhunt out there for it. Like, I mean, and I, you don't want people crawling through woods just shooting at anything they see because that's how you end up with dead kids in their backyards and whatnot. Like, sure, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I disagree that that's the reaction, and I don't, and I disagree that that might be like a good enough reason. If that, if big, you know, if they knew of the existence and were hiding it. That that would be the reason for it, especially, I don't know. It, it, you'd have to. Well, be, it, it'd be a big secret 
for a lot of people to keep and that reasoning, even if I, because again, if I'm privy to the knowledge, you know, and I'm in uniform and I was, and they told me, yeah, the only reason we haven't like announced that Bigfoot exists is because, you know, we don't want to cause, cause mass panic. If I'm sitting here saying, well, that wouldn't keep me quiet. I, I don't know. I wonder how many people it really would keep quiet with something like that. And then on top of that, it's like, you can i've traveled quite a bit of the world now you can find you know coke cans and pepsi basically everywhere plastic and then every you know whether it's in the ocean or on land you can find man and traces of us everywhere the fact that we wouldn't have concrete in my again i could be wrong i haven't gone down the rabbit hole with it but like i don't know why don't i know about this why don't why isn't it you know why isn't it um you know how how is it that we can't confirm it's like mermaids you know it's like sailors don't bring me down that road hole don't bring me down that road (laughs) i would love it but that's the thing is that what i found and what i answer for a lot of the paranormal is um god i wish i wish it were you know it's like you 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 said you're a self-proclaimed realist like i i'm um i'm in the exact same boat as you in terms of realist but i also feel like i have to narrow my focus you know in that i can't i can't be a realist for the entire universe because like i just don't have enough information for it so it's like the things that i do have the information from either firsthand experience or you know what i would believe to be like verifiable concrete it's what i can like say in my universe in my world is 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 the real one right but it's like anytime i get to even talk philosophy i'm like god you know this is just this is just fun nonetheless, even if I don't come out of it any better or any worse or any different or anything like that. God, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I I understand where you're coming from and I 100% do, but I'm a realist and part of my realist, I'm a self-proclaimed realist, as you said, and part of my realist beliefs is that a lot of the paranormal is real because, I mean, you say there's not proof. I've seen so much proof of Bigfoot on the internet alone that even if 80% of it's made up shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the 20% that's left still makes me a believer. Well, that's the thing. You have, like, you've seen a UFO. So already out of the gate, you have <laughs> you have something more concrete than myself, Morpheus, who want to see the fucking UFO, you know? I, I've seen a UFO, well, a cluster of UFOs, and my wife also believes she was abducted by aliens for years and years. And based on what they say about star seeds, which are humans who have alien souls, which you might be one of them. I don't know. But <laughs> but what they say about them is that they usually have debilitating diseases like fibromyalgia, lupus, and other diseases that basically basically the reason for them is because the aliens are not matching with the human body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, my wife might have lupus. We think it runs in her family. And she has other immune disorders. So... And she's supposed to be, and she thinks she's been abducted since she was a kid because her sister used to wake up when they were kids and when they slept in the same room, and she would she would look for my wife all around and she couldn't find her. How did you? And then how, ne- how did you wife- the next morning? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go, no, 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 go ahead. I want to hear. You the, there was like a slight lag there that you were like in and out. Oh, it's probably my headphone because I was fucking with it. You're good. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like so, like my wife would disappear in the night when she was a kid, and her sister who slept in the same room wouldn't know where she went she'd look over the whole house for her and she couldn't find her fuck me so so i mean maybe my wife's a starseed i don't know i mean it it's beginning to look that way in my mind but and it would explain a lot about my wife but i mean that's just me 
<laughs> but I mean, it's just I I mean, I don't know. I there's more that exists in this world than we know about hundred percent, and there's more that exists in this world that we can't explain. No, that's absolutely. my theory. Absolutely. And and I'm in the exact same boat again. I think I think we're both walking separate paths that are leading the same way <laughs> for sure. And that's the thing, you know, the I, I love that. Um, so so I had a I had a roommate in college who also was, you know, um, either he I think, yeah, him and his sister were both, um, you know, he was like, yeah, we used to get taken a lot. And like for the for the longest time, you know, it was either dreams or this, that. And it was funny not funny, but like, um, some of the stuff he'd said, I'm like, dude, that sounds like that time that I woke up next to my parents' bed and said, you know, they're, they're coming back to grab me or, or to get me or something like that. And I was curious and how, how did your wife conclude that that was what was going on? And she didn't, uh, like dismiss it or, you know, um, you know, uh, yeah, well, way kind of a thing. It was the only, I mean, it was the only thing she could think of why she was, why her sister would be saying she'd be disappearing at night for hours. And then she also would wake up feeling like she didn't sleep. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and I mean, as a kid, as a freaking kid, not as an adult. I, I mean, it continues to adulthood, but as a kid, hmm. like a couple months ago, she woke up one night. She woke up one morning, and she's like, "Oh, I feel like I didn't sleep last night at all." And I could have swore I saw something. I heard something running around the yard last night, like, and it didn't sound like it was a regular animal running. And, and like my wife. My wife's from the Bridgewater Triangle, so there's a lot of crazy shit down there, including aliens. So, well, I I always enjoyed the um the like that aspect of of um alien abductions is, and it makes again myself you know, uh, it it makes sense to like the scientific mind that if there was a if there was um. A, an experiment or if there was a monitoring monitoring that was happening or whatever you want to like how you want to classify the abductions or the reasoning for the abductions you know just like we tag animals you know we we also tag track and then follow up you know and if you're doing experiments same thing like you you know you you have control groups and then you have the the variables that you're watching and looking at and you know and then you're either adding the medication to see what the effect is and you follow up in the next year maybe five whatever it is that makes, I mean, that makes perfect sense for like abduction cases and scenarios. Right. So, and, and the same thing with like the running in the family kind of a thing, uh, of, you know, uh, if you're looking at like a genetic sequence, you know, especially if time is a completely different concept to, to, uh, another like dimension or, or entity, you know, for us, you know, 25 year gap is a lot of time for a human, but for some for something that experiences time completely different that's they just checked on they just you know went to sleep that night and came back and checked on you the following day <laughs> to see the change in the petri dish kind of a thing so i always i always really liked that part of it um yeah that, that i i loved talking to uh the roommates about that uh you know about uh, about the abduction and 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 how how it all works so the memory for your wife then isn't quite lit quite there if, as as far as the abductions goes it's just conclusions based on like events that are happening afterwards yeah she has no well i'll end it with this because i do have to wrap this up because i do another interview in about 20 minutes but <laughs> let me talk forever <laughs> i know it's all good it's all good i enjoy a good conversation i just gotta feel it i got to i got time i got time to smoke a cigarette before my next interview i got you but watch my kids my kids are screaming because i have the door locked and they want to see me but 
<laughs> yeah. I don't like interruptions. <laughs> I, I know right. how. I know, <laughs> I know how podcasts go. You let you you let me know what we're doing. But the I bought her a camera to keep an eye on the kids when she was living still in the house in the Bridgewater Triangle before I, before we lived together. I bought her a camera so she can keep an eye on the kids at night while they're sleeping, if she's in the bathroom smoking or if she's downstairs in the kitchen doing something. And one night, she would, it recorded this while everybody was sleeping, including her. There is this big, black, hulking shadow type figure outside her window, which was a second floor window. And there's no way to get up there because there's no ground close to it. It's like a 30-foot jump or drop, however you want to look at it. Hmm. And there's this figure like walking towards the window. And then right when it gets near the window, the camera goes out, goes static. Hmm. And when it starts again, it's morning. Interesting. So things that can't be explained. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, the house was also built on Native American burial ground. So it's Bridgewater Triangle to the fullest, plus poltergeist, basically. <laughs> so I mean, her house, I mean, it's creepy as shit. I I I stayed the night there many times, stayed up to like three, four, five in the morning with her. And if you go if you go walking down her around her house at three in the morning, four in the morning, you get a weird ass feeling like you're being watched or something's following you. So Oh, bro, we we I got to come back on. Then I I have a whole thing about ghosts and and the that aspect of the paranormal and you know some some family stories about it and everything. I would love to I'd love to sit and chat with you, but I won't I won't talk forever. I won't talk forever. I I can't keep another guest from coming on. So okay, I mean yeah, I, I, I'm definitely down for having you back on. I don't I don't mind. I mean it's been a fun it's been a fun conversation for an hour and not ten minutes. So I'm not gonna complain. I mean, but <laughs> it flew by. <laughs> Or, I mean, or if you guys ever want to have me on your podcast, I'm down for that too, either way. But absolutely, Morpheus would fucking love to pick your brain on paranormal. We do a whole oh, I'm sure. paranormal for it. That is it. You're, you're going to get some excitement coming through, and it won't be just an hour. <laughs> we'll take you into the after party show and we'll just go for the whole night. We'll book you for, for two episodes. <laughs> I'm down for that. Let's just make sure it's a weekend night or something, or it's early enough. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got kids. So I got to be up at, I got to be up at the crack of dawn. Same, same. I understand. That's why we always record and schedule for the weekends. But uh, why don't you tell people where they can find your podcast and any other any other promotion for yourself you want to do? Just shout it all out. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, again, thanks for having me on. This has been a blast. It flew by. Anybody wants to hear my crazy rants or you know some of our crazy thoughts that we get into? Uh, it's the Scuttlebutt Podcast. Uh, it's on all platforms. It's the Scuttlebutt Podcast. It's a barrel. It's headphones. It's a microphone. You can't really miss it. Um, and uh, for social media, it's at Scuttbutt Pod. Uh, for myself, again, I do some artwork and you know some other crazy stuff, writing and whatnot. So uh, HermesOslander.com. I'm also on you know uh, at HermesOslander and all the social media stuff. Um, so yeah, you, it's pretty easy to find myself, find the uh, shows. And again, I I appreciate you having me on, Jeremy. This is a blast. Oh, it's been a pleasure, and it's been a fun conversation. I can't. I can't, I'm not. I can't wait to do something more with you because it's definitely been a fun conversation, and I have a feeling we can go for hours if we want to. Yeah. But as all my listeners know, you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with the S Facebook group. You can also find me on Twitter and the Gram as at Juggalo Bastard, on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcasts, and on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal. All of my videos are uploaded to Paranormal are uploaded to YouTube, and feel free to watch the videos because 
I'm much better to I'm much better to hear what you're looking at my beautifulness as I as I talk. So the glory you, Jeremy. <laughs> I have no self-esteem issues at all. But <laughs> thank you all for listening and watching. And thank you, Hermes, for being a guest because it's been an absolute pleasure. And I will have you back on at some point. I guarantee it. Cheers. And uh, I will see my watchers in about 15 minutes. And I'll see my viewer, my listeners next time in about half a week. Have a good night.